Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. Everyone is growing and it's all a process. You might have different phases uh, throughout, so you need to accept that failure and challenge is going to be part of it and just go out there and uh, be bold to innovate and stand for yourself and set apart aspirational goals for yourself. In the Women Who Code Career Nav segment of our show, you'll hear real-world advice from people who are currently working in the technology industry and personally know the steps needed to succeed. Uh, today, we're going to discuss about um, what a self-upscaling uh, means, why is it needed, and what are some of the key factors that can affect your, um, that can uh, support your self-upscaling. So uh, diving straight into it, uh, what does upscaling mean? A um, lot of time you have heard about the term upscaling. That means uh, it's a process wherein you enhance uh, so certain existing skill set or add some new skill set to, uh, to your current uh, skill. So uh, in a way, it's when you try to upscale in one, uh, one particular horizon, uh, in, um, horizon for example if it's a technical skill you are right now an expert in uh, swift and you want to upskill so you might learn swift ui so this improves improves one of your vertical which is your technical skill similarly it could be uh, communication but it is one skill at a time when we talk about upscaling it's a process of achieving your goal in which includes upscaling upskilling so in, in this one you might um, have to upscale in multiple domains in order to upscale overall. Um, as we have heard um, um, in the uh, keynotes today, Stacy mentioned that in, in any of the process, in any role expansion you go, there are different responsibilities and different um, uh, level of skill set required for each responsibility. So, uh, so that requires you to scale as a person overall, like to brush up skills, not just one of the expect, but many others, like for example, leadership quality, your communication skills, your technical skills, um, problem solving skills and stuff like that. So this is why it is important uh, to um, upscale. So uh, do we really need to upscale all the time? Um, um, the answer could be yes or no, depending on what your target is. But what are some of the needs to upscale? Sometimes it could come from your work environment. Maybe uh, you have been working with one company for long. So as, as the project goes, um, uh, project after project or quarter after quarter, the expectation from work, work uh, incre uh, workspace increases. Maybe um, in the beginning, they might want to guide you and train you good enough so that one day you can drive things end to end. You can, um, you, um, you can create tasks for yourself. You can talk to the product team. You can set up your own targets and um, uh, and upscale in that terms that you are a um, valuable asset to the organization. Or it could be some of your personal goal. Say you want to become a solution architect or a, or a manager of, of any of the domain. So in that aspect, you might want to have an upscaling plan for yourself. Like you need to know if if I am a, a developer today and if I want to become a solution architect, what what all uh, skill set set do I have to uh, um, upscale so that you can actually achieve those things? Uh, next, uh, we are going to talk about some of the key factors that can support your upscaling, uh, which 
which would comprise of uh, the six uh, factors, which is defining your baseline, having self-confidence, self-advocating, having effective communication, and not limiting yourself to just tasks, and setting up your 4DX. We'll look into each of this factor one by one, uh, but before that, let's do a case study. For example, uh, we have a developer with us. Her name is Siri. And uh, what she does is deliver all the product on time. She's regular with the updates. And um, she does exactly what is expected out of an engineer. Maybe um, she also has good communication skills and everything. But what happens to her is like uh, when she works for a year or so, and uh, there, there was an evaluation time, and then there was a mismatch like in the results versus what she was expecting. Um, there, there must have been a gap here. So um, she, she got some feedbacks, and then she decided that she should have a upscaling plan for herself. So at the end of the, um, end of the uh, after covering all the key factors, we are going to discuss what she included and how she got benefit out of it. So keeping this thing in mind, let's dive in into our very first factor, which is about de uh, defining your baseline and your target. Um, so uh, it is really important to be clear about what you want, uh, like set your target, because um, if you not if you do not clearly define it, you you might get distracted over over the th time, or uh, you might clearly miss your miss your uh, some of the lines. Maybe you are not you're not sure when you want to plan out things for yourself. So how, how would you do that? First, um, if, you, if you know that, say, you want to become a um, solution architect, you need to ask yourself, do you have the right skill set? If not, it's OK, you can learn. But if you have it, you need to define what your baseline is. You can start from baseline 0, um, and uh, you can evaluate based on defining path for yourself, how you're going to go to the end result. Once you know. What your baseline is, what is your uh, what is your target? The path, uh, you need to have a path with lots of milestone in it. So uh, milestone that should be challenging enough so that it push you out of your comfort zone. But those milestones should be um, easy enough so that uh, you get a sense of accomplishment uh, when when you conquer each of this. So um, why uh, it's it's essentially uh, important to uh, understand what your goal is, uh, uh, understanding what your baseline is and when you're going to go and what the path looks like, how much time is it going to take. Next, you need to also understand, are you in the right environment? Uh, does the environment has an opportunity? If you want to become a solution architect, does the company has an opening for it? Or do you have the right set of people around you who can support you or guide you through that thing? Um, and it is really important to also have a role model because um, until unless you know what you wanna like, if you don't look up to somebody or have a target um, image, how how you wanna become, uh, you might get distracted um, over the time. So you really have to be observant what that person or that roles requires to do on day to day basis. Um, how does that person deals with the situation? Or how does that person prioritize things and stuff like that? And um, uh, uh, and being observant is important. A lot of time, what we do is rely on resources like reading books or articles, and we watch YouTube tutorials. Those are very different than seeing the person on one-on-one -on -one basis or maybe having that conversation with that person. And during this process, when, when you are observing things, it's really important to have your personal notes. 
uh, once uh, because again because you're self-advocating you're you're defining your own path so it's really important to understand that okay this is important thing which i i should be doing or the next goal uh, requires me to do and make it an habit uh, you don't have to wait for anything it just starts from the day itself as soon as you know that huh, maybe be to become a uh, from a junior engineer to senior engineer, I need to do more PR reviews. Start it from day zero. Just make it your habit. Next, let's talk about having self-confidence. Self-confidence is the key. Believe it or not, if you have self-confidence, half the battle is already won. So, and um, I truly believe it is totally, um, it is rightly dependent on clarity of your thoughts. Uh, once you know what your baseline is and where you're going, you, you tend to be more confident about how you're progressing. There are gonna be many things coming up in between, but you will be confident that you have a concrete path of where you're going and down the lane, you can actually, uh, you can actually measure um, if you're on the track or not, if you're distracted. We'll also discuss more on how can you have those disciplines uh, in, in the sixth point that we discuss about setting up your 4DX rule. But yes, it, uh, the more clarity ha you have about your path, the more confidence you, you'll have for yourself. And uh, with, uh, with confidence, uh, you can also expand your range. Expand your range in terms of maybe picking up new challenges, talking to people and stuff like that. And um, again, there are two key factors um, that can help you uh, expand your range. One, when you are confident in your own eyes. Or second, it could be when you look confident in the eyes of others. So when you are confident in your own eyes, that means you, you feel more powerful. You, you, have the, uh, you have that energy to fight the imposter syndrome that we usually have in, in uh, tech industry. So the more confident you are within yourself, uh, it's more likely you'll expand your range, give yourself that faith that you can learn new things or achieve certain side, uh, type of things. At the same time, when when you look confident in the eyes of others, they believe you. They give they they give you the space to expand. So uh, this would, in a way, be a, a give and take. So it's really important to be to have that self confidence. Next, um, uh, self advocacy. So once you know what your baseline is, where you want to go, you're confident about it. You have to speak for yourself, because it's. If you don't speak for yourself, who else would? So, um, and how, uh, how and when should you speak is also a thing. You have to back up yourself with some data. You need to be your own data analyst. Like you should exactly know how much time you're spending or something. Maybe as a as a senior engineer, if somebody asks you that, okay, what is your role? Uh, what is your role and how does your day to day life uh, work looks like? So you should be able to say that, okay, I I do uh, this many hours of PR review, this this much time of um, innovations and debugging skills or product uh, product launching. So you need to have the data for yourself. Um, it's nothing that um, it's really going to help you in supporting and setting up expectation. Um, um, when you and also it's really important to showcase your work um, and thoughts to people around you. It could be your colleagues, it could be your team, your manager, or in general the organization you're working with. Uh, a lot of time we work in silos. We fear uh, uh, thinking that what the other person is going to think. Um, um, about us if we share our thoughts. But no, it's really important to speak out um, and showcase your talent to everybody else. 
this would also help in um, uh, setting expectation. Uh, we can also take an instance like um, if if you think that you deserve uh, to get promoted, then how how would you support it? You need to showcase it. You need to have a backup data data with it, and you need to have that conversation with your manager, open conversation with your manager. Um, and next, uh, it's really important to advocate for others in order to learn about self-advocacy. Because as you also know, a uh, lot of time we hear that the best way to learn is to teach. So this, this implies here as well. The more, the more um, uh, you stand for others or you understand what the other person deserve is when you also realize what, what are your needs and how and when you can speak for yourself. Um, next, having effective communication. As also uh, discussed in other talks during this conference, we know communication is really important, irrespective of the role you are into and where you want to go. Um, so I, I'm going to discuss four of the factors that can help you have some uh, effective communication. One is having clarity of thoughts. Whenever you, you have a thought, you should bring in your data again. You should do your researches, bring in your references, um, and know exactly why you're talking, what could be the pros and cons about uh, uh, whatever conversation you're going to begin with your uh, team members or anybody in general. And you should have uh, clarity of the agenda. Um, if, if, if you jump into a meeting without a, clar uh, a clear agenda defined, chances are you might start with a topic, but you end up with something else. And um, it, it is also important to understand who your target audience is. Like uh, if you're setting up a meeting with your manager and maybe it, it's about your appraisal, so you need to understand if it is the right time to talk about it. Maybe you are um, working on, on some tight uh, deadline to finish and uh, in between you are just going out of the blue and talking about it. Maybe that would not be the best time or rather you can wait for, uh, schedule a one-on-one -on -one separately and um, have, uh, conversation during the PDR, uh, the performance uh, review timing or something like that. So it's really important to understand what, who your target is and what the time is for this communication. And your commun uh, meetings or communication uh, should be output driven. It, and it definitely doesn't come at the end. It, before the meeting or before the conversation, you should know these are the key points that I need to get answer or we need to define an actionable before we drop off. So, so that when you come next time, you know that in the last meeting, this was the outcome, and then you can proceed with those um, uh, data that was uh, concluded. Next, uh, it's uh, we should not limit ourselves uh, uh, for any of the, uh, just to the task that is assigned to us. You need to push your limit, and you need to have your own learning plans. So there are a lot of um, articles and books about how can you define your own OKRs. Uh, it's objective and uh, objectives and key result. And you have some KPIs defined around it, which is uh, which tells you uh, that maybe you start with X uh, X result. I mean, say your performance scale, uh, how well your system is performing. You start with an X value, and you want to take it to uh say x uh, y value so how are you gonna learn through it and how are you gonna uh proceed to that to that value so okr actually yeah i i would recommend uh going through some of the uh, uh sites which would take a teacher while writing okr so uh and uh, for your learning plans it's really important to understand 
uh, that understand your core basics, uh, basics to the core, so that um, uh, whenever your task is given to you, maybe at workplace, you might just wanna uh, get the things done and um, you just move ahead without understanding the core of it. But when the times come, maybe you wanna switch a company or uh, create your own project from the scratch, you, you would need to go back to the basic and revisit all the concept. So it's better to always have learning uh, learning plan along with your work, whatever you're doing, and also bring in innovations. Uh, uh, doing the same type of thing every time in the same manner uh, could be monotonous for yourself as well. So try to bring in innovation and talk to your team that uh, this is how you can, uh, this is how we can go out of our um, out of the way to bring some changes and um, have that um, and and drive those changes in your team as well. So this is uh, one of the format that uh, we were talking about OKR templates. So in this, you just define that uh, one, two, three, four. These these are the things. Um, and uh, if you are defining it for yourself, you can just take the ownership. Or if it's uh, uh, along with your team, if you want to learn something, you can define who is the owner and how how do you you need to have a metrics that is uh, that that is data driven again in terms of percentage and all so uh, uh, again having different formats it either it could be quarterly basis or you can also define on monthly basis next another important thing that i personally learned from my experience is to uh, to understand what your companies your managers or colleagues goals are uh, when you try to understand that and uh, align your short-term goals around those, you you tend to become more attached to what their mission is, and also you become a, a, a valuable asset for the company. So there there involves a sense of uh, a sense of belonging uh, in terms of uh, company to you and you to company. So that would help you uh, really. Uh, be involved in all the processes, give more suggestions and stuff like that. So uh, definitely try to understand what the people around you are expecting from you and align your uh, goals around it. Apart from work, it's also uh, it's also recommended to have your own portfolio. Maybe you can start with a simple GitHub repo. You can start pushing um, some of your side projects, some pet projects, share it with the community. Uh, take feedbacks, ask, ask for suggestions, do pair programming. So that not only helps you in your uh, in your learning part, but also for personal development, you build relationships and stuff like that. And um, in many other sessions that are gonna happen today, you're gonna learn how community is really important. So building a portfolio can also give you a pace uh, uh, to talk to other people and uh, get involved and learn together with the community. Uh, and never limit yourself just because you're scared of some challenges or failure that might come uh, come ahead of you. You just need to learn that everyone is growing and it's all a process. So you might have different phases uh, throughout. So you need to accept that failure and challenge would, is going to be part of it and just go out there and uh, be bold to innovate and stand for yourself and set up parts, aspirational goals for yourself. Uh, next, we are going to talk about 4DX. So it's it's a theory. We are going to uh, learn, uh, like many of us are going to listen to lots of new terms here. I definitely cannot go in depth about each of the discipline that uh, this book talks about, but uh, it would be great to have a brief about it. And then I would love, I, and I would share the 
uh, book link later for you all to uh, to see. It's it was essentially uh, for uh, like mainly it's uh, designed on execution along with an organization. How can you drive things from your team? But it is also applicable on your personal life. So let's see how we can uh, uh, let's go through each of the per, uh, disciplines and see how we can help uh, take use of this in defining our self uh, upscaling plan. So the uh, first discipline talks about focusing on widely important goals. Um, uh, since we talk about uh, having your own OKRs or defining your own path, and um, we know that if we want to upscale, there are so many factors you, you might have to look into it. So discipline one says that assume rest of the factor remains the same. What are your widely important goals? Pick, uh, pick one or two of those and say um, and analyze um, how change of those can can affect uh, can be more effective than versus uh, working on all of those parallelly. So you pick one or two goals uh, uh, to start with and really uh, uh, act on the lead measures. So uh, discipline two also uh, tells you uh, introduces you to two new terms, which is lead measure and the lag measure. So what does lag measure means is lag lag is a measure when you do at the end of a process. For example, um, as a team, um, your goal was to reduce 15 crashes uh, by end of a quarter. So uh, when you do lag measure is when you measure at the end of the quarter itself that, hey, were we able to solve it or not? So that gives you the conclusion. Versus lead measure, it is done in the very beginning itself. You check it is something like defining your baseline where you are today okay uh, we start with zero crashes but by end of this month we have to go down by five crashes at least um and you need to have a compelling scorecard for each of it when you have to uh, a, a scorecard in terms of uh, how you are saying that okay uh, five crashes down this week uh, 10 uh, up to 10 by the next month and um uh, the 15 crashes by end of this quarter, and then you you can say that your widely important goal is reached. Um, and in order to do that, to maintain the scorecard uh, and keep it up to date, you need to create a cadence of accountability. How do we do that? Is you need to set time, uh, set some time aside, maybe on weekly basis, uh, just 15, 20 minutes by yourself. It's if it's just your goal or with the team. Um, uh, in every weekly meeting, you uh, calculate, okay, if I had to resolve five crashes by this month, in this week, I should be down with at least one, one crash. Am I there yet? Or uh, is your team able to catch up there? If not, you, uh, you write it down, you put the percentage, and uh, you start, you enter in the next week, taking care that, okay, maybe we we're not able to catch up that week. And you, if you want to really get your um, goal, your target reached, you have to cover at least two crashes uh, in the next coming week. So uh, uh, these are the uh, factors um, uh, from, uh, it says, pick up your goals. You have to be proactive about where your baseline is. How are you proceeding? You need to uh, know the status at any, any moment. Um, um so yeah uh this is a uh, four discipline of execution uh now coming back to cv uh, after after uh, looking at all of those things uh and doing exactly this thing how can what would have helped her to upscale like if she had started um regular catch-ups with 101 uh which is uh with 
uh, his her manager uh, setting the right expectation, saying that by end of this year, I am I target to become this. Why? Because she uh, why she is going to back it up with some data that okay. Uh, because I have started doing these things and this is what I'm interested in, this is what I'm learning and do some showcase to your team, drive things end to end, take initiatives and create work for yourself. These are some of the things that is going to help her to upscale in the terms that everybody is aligned, what is expected. And then when the evaluation time comes, nothing comes as a surprise or as a mismatch. So yeah, uh, this, uh, just before concluding, uh, let's just, uh, it, it's time to re reiterate through the basic hiking rule, which says that you should not lift your other feet until unless you're sure the one which is on the ground is firm enough to support you. What does that mean? That you should be confident and comfortable uh, where you are right now. You should have a hold about it. If, if you are an engineer right now and you're looking forward to going to Solution Architect, uh, first be assured that you are confident you you can resolve whatever comes to you right now and then um take a leap of faith whenever you think you are ready for the next one start working on on it from day zero of course you need to have your baseline defined you need to have your target defined and how are you going to proceed with that and you need to be obsessed and disciplined in order to do that a lot of time uh, people complain saying that oh maybe the uh, the routine becomes too monotonous for for me to follow and or i have the energy in the very beginning but i tend to drop down at the end so uh, for such scenarios i would say it's always important to also include breathing space in your routine it's okay to take some time or some weeks off but uh, be proactive enough to include that in uh, in your part so that you know that uh, it is a scheduled um, you know uh, week off so you take it off but when you come down you have that plan still going on because you already gave that uh, breath to yourself to have uh, that bandwidth and last uh, remember it's a process so uh, failure success everything it's it's a part of it you always have to be grateful because remember you always you have everything that you need Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate and comment.